I'm not sure if I mentioned it before, but when my friend Clay Mason Bannerman and I want to impress our new lady friends, Tiffer and Mickey, we don't even have to take them to a restaurant. That's because we have an entire freezer stocked full of butcher box, and that includes high-quality meat and seafood that we can trust. It's so convenient. It's delivered right to our doorstep, and there's always free shipping. I mean, where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Tiffer and Mickey love it, and so will you. At least one of them is always around asking when the new ButcherBox is arriving. Sign up at ButcherBox.com slash mega and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional 20 bucks off. Choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com slash mega and use code mega to choose your free-for-a-year offer plus 20 bucks off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Mega is an improvised satire from the staff of a fictional megachurch. I'm Hallie Labonte, and this is Mega, coming to you from Twin Hills Community Church, where every single week, we give our mega church a tiny family feel. We introduce you to members of our church staff, people from our community. Mm, it's a treat and a treasure. Well, per usual, I'm joined by my co-host. He's the youth pastor for our high school ministry called Climax. Please welcome Gray Haas. J to the E to the S-U-S, Hallie, how are you? Ooh. I am too blessed to be stressed and too grateful to be hateful. How are you, my friend? I'm so excited. My lady friend, Jen Hatmaker, is on the show today. She'll be here any minute. But otherwise, I had an amazing weekend with my teens who came to Climax. Hallie, we broke the world's record for the largest human video. Over 300 teens participated. Now, for those people out there who don't know, tell us what a human video is. Well, a human video is where a group of young Christians, Mm -hmm. you know, they take the ancient art form of French mime and they they turn it into a confusing Bible story over the course of 10 minutes over a Hillsong song. Awesome. Yeah. So what Bible story did you do? Oh, we did Sodom and Gomorrah. Awesome. Uh, but like I said, it was a bit confusing. Uh, just, you know, a whole lot of writhing around on the floor. <laughs> a lot of writhing. <laughs> What? The guy in that story, his name was Lot. A lot of writing. Right. You're making a joke. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, so Hallie, uh, then Jen Hatmaker and I, J-Hat, we had a fun couples thing that we did. We went on a really fun road trip. I took it down to southern Indiana to go see where uh, one of the Gaithers was murdered and buried down in Alexandria. Yeah. Who doesn't love the Gaithers? They're such an iconic Christian family. And I was like, Jen, this is like a, this is a a huge landmark. Yeah. Indiana. Yeah, so cool. she, yeah, she didn't really care. But anyway, when we were on the road trip, we were playing this really fun word game called Wordle. Have you ever heard of it? No. Well, it was uh, it was this game that Jen's really into. Have you ever seen those green and yellow blocks that people are posting on Twitter? No. Oh, yeah, it's also annoying. But um, yeah, what it is, Hallie, is you guess a five-letter word, 
And I said, uh, you know, I'm going to use this as a teaching moment with Jen, which was cool. Uh, women love it when men try to teach them a lesson while they're just trying to play a game. Oh, totally. And so she said, okay, what's your first guess? And I said, babe. And I looked her right in the eye and I said, Jesus. Uh, that's the perfect guess. I know. That's what I said. But then Jen said, you know, that's not a great guess because J is an uncommon letter and you're using two S's. So it kind of burns one of your guesses. Mm. And I just said, hey, babe, if Jesus isn't the answer... I am not playing. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I know. What word did she guess? Well, you know, she didn't actually have a chance to because I tossed the phone out the window of the car. Her phone? Yeah. Oh, no. She got pretty mad. Mm. Yeah. But, um, you know, I went and I tried to look for it and I tried to tell her, you know, it doesn't really matter. Jen, it's a bad phone. She has a Samsung Galaxy and I'm like, these are total garbage. Oh. Uh, but yeah, I couldn't find it. And, um, you know, I ended up buying her a new iPhone and she really seems to like it. So that's great. So how was your week, Hallie? This might be a little personal, but this year for my anniversary, my husband, Lance Labonte, he got me Christian boudoir photos. I don't think that's a thing. I know. Boudoir is too close to boudoir. I don't think that's a thing either. I was horrified when Lance gave me the gift certificate. It had this image of a scantily clad porno looking gal on it. Ugh. It was this picture that looked like it was from a Sport Illustrated's, you know, swimsuit magazine or something. This girl had these big round naked butt cheeks popping out Ugh. into my eyes like somebody was throwing two caramel colored bouncy balls at my face being held that, together by a thong. It is just sick. I don't know about thongs. I mean, what makes a fart splitter sexy? Hallie. I cannot even imagine anyone wanting to look at a butt. I'm seriously. I always tell my daughters, if you're scantily clad in this life, you'll end up walking through hell in a gasoline G-string in the afterlife. Yeah, I don't even really know what that means. Any but. hoodles. I was like, Lance, what the heck is this? And he goes, no, Hallie, you got to get on the website. It's a Christian boudoir photo sesh. You know, it's meant to enhance godly marriages. So in a private moment, I pull it up online, sugarandspicephotography.com, and their website, it's all these ravaging photos of nudie ravaging. women. Ravaging. There are Bible verses, though, next to all the photos of these gals. And the Bible verses say stuff like, you're beautifully and wonderfully made. And they say, please only use your boudoir photos within marriage. Okay, and I good. go, well, okay. Right, I was freaking out there. So these suggested photos can serve as what they call intimacy enhancers and romance igniters in, in a Christian marriage. And I go, I'm listening. And, you know, I kept reading and I learned that Christian women need to put more energy into pleasing their husbands than they do at their jobs or for their children. Uh, yeah, I guess so. And what so. really made me decide to do it was when right there next to an image of a gal in a pair of lacy underpants were the words, if you died today and met God, what would you say? Uh, I'm sorry for wearing this. And then it said, to begin a relationship with Christ, click here. And right there when I clicked on it, next to a picture of a naked woman draped in a huge snake, um, they laid out the whole plan of salvation and they gave a sample sinner's prayer and next steps. And I thought, well, that's one way to lure the type of gals who want to show off what God gave them and then snag their souls for Christ. Right. <sighs> okay. I don't even know if I want to know this, but I guess I'll ask it anyway. Did you do it? The photo shoot? Well, I wasn't going to, but when I saw that, you know... They said, even though God made you perfect, we will retouch your photos and Photoshop you to half your size. And I said, sign me up. Oh, that's good. Isn't but that cool? Yeah. But I guess what, like, what about all the fearfully and wonderfully made stuff? I mean, well, I don't know. I got to tell you, Gray, after my last pregnancy, I had some fearfully made stretch marks. And so <laughs> I think I'm okay with whatever they want to airbrush. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, not really. Uh, what did Lance think? 
Well, he didn't even recognize me in the pics because they got me down to a size six. It's not like me to show so much flesh. You want to see? Uh, no. I'm just kidding. Jesus wants us to be fishers of men, but today we got a maker of hats. Ladies and gentlemen, I am so thrilled to announce our guest today, Jen Hatmaker. Hey, you guys. Thanks for having me on. This is fun. Welcome to the program. Well, you know, I am just, uh, I mean, I am kind of freaking out because, you know, as you all know, as listeners, Jay Hat and I have gotten really close and uh, we are just, uh, we are just so grateful that you made time for us, Jen, because, uh, you know, listeners have been pretty keen on keeping up with us and all that we're up to. So thanks so much for joining us. I like always make time for my friends. So like this whole like new friend zone that we are in is so great. I am so happy um, to be here with you, Gray. And I'm so happy to meet you, Hallie. I am thrilled because I have heard so much about you. I feel like I know you. I know that you you go around New York City. You like Broadway. You like to cook. You've got kids. And you know what, Jay Hat? I know you've been through the ringer like we all have. We have all gotten knocked down by life and had our hearts broken and handed to us. And I just think it's so cool what you're pointing out is that it's our friends who help us get through, isn't it? That's right. Like, if we have friends, we can survive anything. That's right. Like, there's never too many friends. Mm-hmm. And this is why I'm so happy that um, I got to meet Gray and he came like into my life, like right on time. I'm like, I just need a trustworthy friend. Mm-hmm. And so he's just mm-hmm. been so great to me. And so of course, when he's like, would you like to meet Hallie? And like, would you like to come on the podcast? Which, you know, he doesn't actually talk that much about. So I don't, I don't actually talk a whole lot about church and stuff and so i'm like yeah right. yeah like i want to see what you do i kind of want to see behind the curtain uh well yeah and i mean i love that word friend too because friend can mean so many different things and right now i would even substitute you know friend for soulmate uh something yeah. like that because i think really what you know jay hat and i have found hallie is that you know we are we are not even thinking we're so in the moment and i think that is just awesome because you know not only do we not have to talk about all the stuff in our lives that's not important right now we're just kind of focused on each other and you know having fun and getting connected and doing Doing all that uh, in the lo- with the love of uh, Christ and Jesus specifically, so it's just really awesome that she is uh, that she's here. And yeah, you know, friend, I like to say that's friend with a capital F. Uh, you know, I'm not even you know, sometimes sure what that means. But um, so uh, you know, uh, Jen, I think a lot of people want to know how did uh, you know we? I, I don't ask you about this stuff because we've talked about it, it that it's not important. But how did you grow up, and where did you grow up? Mm-hmm. Well, I grew up in Kansas. Um, oh, awesome. And it's, you know, I'd say fairly homogenous. I, I, I don't, it's kind of like one kind of person, you know, that lives in Kansas. Mm. Just, mm. there's just the one demographic. Okay. And so, you know, that was sort of my worldview. And that's really what I knew of the world. Great. And, um, and I grew up in a pretty conservative, like pretty traditional Southern Baptist world. And, um, you know, I'd I'd never seen a a woman take a microphone uh, until I became an adult. Sure. Um, And so, you know, I just didn't even know that was allowed. Like they were stealing the microphones? No, like meaning 
like being ever in charge or like in front oh. of people or in, oh, you know, church okay. leadership, you know? Right. So I didn't know that that was like a beautiful whole way to be in the world, like spiritually, um, really until I was grown. And so, um, and I now I live in Texas, um, awesome. you know, which isn't hugely different than Kansas. There's just the two demographics really. Um, but, you know, so now I've kind of very much expanded like my faith perspective and like um super excited to kind of be in a more progressive space well we're nothing if not progressive here at twin hills you know sometimes we even have a gal do the announcements at our leadership summit it's so awesome um but i just want to say because you got a personality the size of texas it's understandable that you might be afraid a gal's gonna steal a microphone because ever since eve in the garden grabbing that apple you really got to keep an eye out on girls because we can be wily i tell you it's the emotions jen i'm sure that um you and gray don't get to talk about your emotional life because you know it's something that girls feel like we have to hide and all that and I just want to tell you that um, I'm such an emotional animal and um, I cry a lot you know I feel things I'm a feeler and um, I have an empathy and I can just feel um, what's coming off of you right now you are just a creature of love of courage of strength and of power oh, she totally is Hallie she that really is, is. Oh, totally well I love that you um, are so like deeply in touch with your feelings this is one of the best things I've discovered as an adult which is that women have absolute agency over their own bodies and <gasps> oh. like we get to absolutely let our feelings and our hearts and our bodies lead the way. Like our intuition can be trusted. Our bodies can be trusted. Um, our discernment can be trusted. This is fantastic for me to hear you say this, Hallie, because this tells me that like, you are leading with the wisdom of a woman, which Whoa. is probably going to save the whole earth. So, Whoa. I mean, good on you. This is self-actualization that I'm hearing right now. You are progressive indeed. Really? I think that yeah. is so true, uh, Jen. And you know, something that and we haven't talked about this specifically, uh, you know, in all the time that we've spent together. But I like to sometimes imagine, you know, a relationship like ours is sort of like the bumper bowling when you go bumper bowling. And you've got Jen, who's just this passionate, you know, kind of bowling ball. And she's like going down and she's trying to knock down all the pins. And I'm kind of the guy in the relationship. And I'm like those bumpers in the lanes. And I'm going, hey, maybe think about this. Maybe think about that. And, uh, you know, some, and, and I just think that is that that awesome dance that you get in a relationship like ours, which is like, you know, you've got you've got the person who feels a lot, but then you've got the guy who doesn't have to feel anything and is kind of keeping the lady, you know, on track. Yeah, you see that a lot in um, with male-female relationships as the guy often is the head and the gal is the heart. But that's what's so wild about being in your presence, Jen, is that it feels like you're also head, you're head and heart. That's a really interesting metaphor, Greg, because that's not really been my experience of our friendship. Um, I really, I, like, I don't really consider any man generally to be the the bumpers on my lane i, I don't okay. i don't really operate like that so I, I think that's interesting that you see yourself as um like keeping me on the rails in some way I, 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 that's curious or that's maybe, curious okay, i um, maybe, maybe feel like i, I essentially have autonomy totally. over everything about me like my totally. thoughts and my opinions <gasps> totally. and my choices and so you know i don't know maybe yin and yang here or just like you say it one way and i say another i I, you know, it's, maybe, it's fine. You know, there's a lot to explore inside a friendship. Right, totally. A long-distance friendship like ours is just going to have that. But also, maybe I just also use the wrong imagery. Uh, maybe I should say, like, you know, the parachute on your helicopter. Because, you know, we should put those on helicopters because they crash all the time, you know, d just as Kobe. But also, um, the, the you know, or, or like maybe oh. the, um, you know, the, the brakes on a, a train.
you know, she, you know, you're the gas, I'm the brakes. And maybe like, kind of like, like in the rodeo, when the bull is kind of about to kill someone, you need a guy to run out there and go, hey, look over here. Why, why the, why the cowboy kind of, you know, figures out what he's, what he's up to and, 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 um, and doesn't get impaled. So I guess what I'm saying is maybe I just used the wrong imagery there, but see how this is what I love about our, our friendship. You know, I'm putting that in quotes, uh, but this is kind of this awesome give and take that, that Jen and I have. Jen, are there a lot of rodeos in Texas? Well, you know, I don't really know that's not really my deal. Oh. Um, you know, I, I I have a whole, you know, career. And oh, so yeah. I, I, you know, I travel, I, sp- I speak, I teach, oh, like I teach. Really? And, um, you know, we do some touring. I, I don't really have a ton of margin for like, I guess, rodeos. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I do believe they happen here. But yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. as an animal lover, I think they're kind of cruel. You know what, J-Hat? I, I want to go back to something you said because I want to make sure I understand it. You said you have agency and autonomy, and I've never heard of such a thing. And I, But I got goosebumps all over my body because I've really never thought about agency and s- since all the travel agencies closed down and now you can just book a ticket on Travelocity. Um, what do, what do you, how do you experience agency? Hmm. Well, that's interesting. Well, let me ask you a question, Hallie. Like, what... What is your role at Twin Hills? Like, how do you exercise your own spiritual authority inside the role that you play there? Because I'm, like, not even real sure what it is you do because, like, Gray doesn't really talk about you a ton. Um, And so, like, your, your work here is new to me. So why don't you give that to me and I will... I will give you some feedback on what I think agency would look like inside and of that. Just to add on to that, I like to keep work at work in my personal life personal, but you know that's just why. That's why, Hallie. You know, I oh, have yeah. mentioned you before. I just don't remember where. Well, I'm. Uh, I mean, my husband Lance Labat. He he kind of says like I'm a glorified administrative assistant, but honestly, my title at Twin Hills is that I'm a weekend producer, which means I'm one of the three gals that works directly with head pastor Steve. And you know what's so funny? All three of us gals recently realized that you know what. Every single one of us have had breast reductions. Isn't that neat? And I mean, I still am like, I I got the dents in my shoulders. My back will never be the same. Hallie. And um, these three guys, and you know what? We never really got along before we realized that. we. I think we were all kind of vying for, you know, Steve's, not attention, but just to, you know, make sure that we have, um, you know, some agency, Hallie, I guess you'd say, in our jobs with Steve. That's what Jen is even asking. I mean, I can't believe oh, you would say that in front of my lady. Oh, friend. no, it is what I'm asking. And I just am so distraught to have heard what I just heard. Like, I, I don't, I am, I, I, I think I might be at a loss for words. And I think I just want to ask you, like, who, who hurt you, Hallie? Like, who? When did it happen? Well, I'm going to be very honest with you. I was awful scared by the um, actual gospel growing up. I was so terrified of hell that I think I live in a constant state of low-grade anxiety to, you know, sheer panic, always somewhere on that spectrum. And, um, so I it, and I think that hurts me, and so I constantly am reading Psalms, praying under my breath. Um, you know, uh, just throwing, casting my cares on Him because He cares for me. You know what I mean? I just feel like without Jesus, I'd be absolutely desperate. You know, it's like He was my breast reduction. You know, He is taking the weight off. You know what I mean? He takes it right off my shoulders. And and I just want to add there, Jen, you don't have to respond to any of that because sometimes, and you know, Hallie, this is a this is just a critique peer to peer. Is that sometimes you get a bit carried away, and we've this is what. I'm talking about, uh, you know, on the net at the bottom of the, you know, that the firemen put out when someone's on a building, because right now I'm just going to say, I'm going to catch you and just let you know, you're going to be it too far. Well, if there's this option, Hallie, like I, I would be curious to, to see what would happen to you. And I, I suspect that you might discover 
a whole new category of like spiritual flourishing. If you um, were perhaps in a faith community with a um, a female lead pastor wow. instead of um, Pastor Steve. I, I, pastor Steve is like, um, I'm getting some alarm bells oh, um, really? going off right now in my head around Pastor Steve. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm just wondering, like, when was the last time you sat under a, a, a woman pastor, you, lead pastor what? particularly? Oh, every single summer when I go to the women's conference, lead from behind. In fact, you could come speak, Jen. It's all women in the audience, and it's mostly all the keynote speakers are men, but um, some of the breakouts are led by women, and you could come speak at a breakout at Lead From Behind, or there's a really big, this is an international one, it's a women's conference worldwide called Afterthought. You know, again, speaking of Eve, she was major afterthought, just pulled out a McRib sandwich, made a female as an afterthought, and you know what? We embrace that. We embrace that idea. That branding on both of those spaces is, I'm going to call it's problematic. Oh. I'm just going to say that to you. Yeah. Um, and I, I I don't think I would accept an invitation to speak at a breakout session of Lead From Behind. I think that would be a pass. Really? Um, but would I mean, you do the main stage if we made you a keynote? I mean, Jen, it's like $25,000 for a half hour talk. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm familiar with the average megachurch budget. I mean, I like, I don't know if you know this, but I run an organization called Legacy Collective, and we raise money for to solve sort of um, systemic issues around the world. And we are always on the prowl for the most sustainable solutions, the best innovators. So we are basically a grant organization. And so you guys like understand fundraising, you know, because you're a mega church and you're probably like raising money for like a coffee bar, right? Probably like a plane for Pastor Steve, something like that. Like you understand what it means to raise money, right? Yeah, we oh, are, yeah. we've already got a coffee bar and a plane. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, right. So, you know, we probably, probably the legacy budget is maybe a tenth mm-hmm. of what yours is at Twin Hills yeah. over the course of a year. I don't know that we're spending our dollars the same way per se, uh-huh. um, but yeah, those like, $25,000, 30-minute speaker fees. This tracks. Now, Jen, this tracks. I gotta, I'm sorry, but y- you guys, I've got to point this out because something problematic that maybe, Jen, I'm just going to you know, be the bumpers again, is you said you're on the prowl. And, you know, things like when you're on the prowl for solutions, I don't care what you're on the prowl for, but here at Twin Hills, we, wouldn't ne- we would never say on the prowl. As you go, uh, oh. you know, to start this whole legacy thing, which we haven't talked yeah. about, but it sounds awesome, I would just mm-hmm. be careful of saying on the prowl because a lot of times people oh. are like, hey, look out, you know. What are, I did not realize that you were so fragile around language. Like, what are um, some of the other trigger words? Because I don't want to disrupt our friendship. Like, I want to, I don't want to say something that's going to like trigger you in a way like prowl wouldn't have occurred to me, for example. Right. Well, you know, I've never been triggered. Um, and that, that that's just because, you know, basically, I don't think there is anything that could trigger me because of my love of Christ. And what I just do is if something, you know, I, I would say my emotions, if I'm ever triggered, are basically like I'm hungry, I'm full of energy, or I'm, you know, thinking, hey, I probably need, I guess that one goes under hungry because I was thinking, okay, pro, like a midday sort of protein shake or something. So, you know, either I'm hungry or I'm full of energy or just needing to work out or something. And so a lot of times, like if there's something negative that comes into my life, I just move right past it. So really, Jen, you can say anything around me because we're that close. But I was just worried that maybe you would say something like that around somebody else and they would get triggered. I see. 
Um, you sure? Now, Jen, may I ask you a question? Because I've never heard anyone, um, you know, make room for word sensitivity like you just did. And I just wish it were summertime, honestly, Jen, because I would like to go out on the campus here at Twin Hills and get in the lazy river with you and float all day because I feel like I have so much I could learn from you. Um, maybe you could explain this to me. My husband, Lance Labonte, he's one of those guys that, you know, mostly acts like I'm not there and that's fine. But, um... He's always said things like, he's one of those guys that says things like, happy wife, happy life. <laughs> and I know we're supposed to just kind of laugh at that. But recently I was like, no, something in that is bumping something in my spirit. And I can't figure out why. Do you know why? Yeah. Yeah. I don't love that. Like, I don't love that. And yeah. I um, yeah, right? I have some concerns about the parameters of, of your relationship with Lance. Um, uh, let me ask you this. Does Lance invite you like deeply into the decision making process in your family life? Like, do you know do you know your bank accounts? Like, do you have your passwords? Do you make big decisions together? Does he see you as the equal that you are? Um, I don't know. I mean, I'd have to ask him. He definitely makes me do all the taxes. Yes, because you're just a you're a whole grown ass woman, and I don't know if anyone's ever told you that before. Uh, is ask <laughs> a trigger like word? Like, is that a word we can say? I mean, okay, Hallie, I have told you this every now and then. This is what J-Hat is, you know, she's going to let slip with. She's just, she's really living out loud. And when I say living out loud, both for Jesus and Christ specifically, but also kind of with, you know, her words that she uses. And I say, look, guys, she's from Texas. She's going to do that that kind of stuff. So I would never say that, but um, I do kind of love it when she gets a bit naughty. So, Jen, I just kind of want to pull it away from the lady stuff for a second and, and, you know, Hallie's problems that don't seem solvable. And I do want to ask you, you know, what do you kind of see with the J-hat, you know, gray maker, Mm. uh, hashtag gray maker thing? Because, you know, we have shown up on a lot of social media. Uh, You know, people see us out in New York and they see us antiquing and stuff. And and, uh, what do you kind of see as as the trajectory of uh, of the of the little thing that we've kind of got going this cool this cool brand and uh, friendship? That's so interesting. Like, are you using that hashtag online or like that's a thing that you're putting out? You know, I've used it. Uh, several people have used it. A few troll farms have used it, I think. But uh, also, um, I'm just, uh, you know, I think it's, I think it's positive because I'm just leaning into it. Because I, you know, for one thing, I love that people associate us together and that we're kind of this cool thing. Sure, you know I mean? like I think people actually love relationships like ours because they're kind of. St- kind of sassy yeah. okay. and you know it's like there's kind of this strong willed girl and then there's her like f- fun you know guy friend you know I- I- i've got a lot of friends actually like you gray like um like recently i became friends with anthony do you know anthony he's on the show queer eye no um i've also had bobby oh. he's also on the show bobby's been on the show like so like i have this dynamic um, with with some other men, and it, it really does play well in social. You are right. It's like, look at us. We're like at brunch, and we're like antiquing, and we're like going to musical theater in New York, and people just live for it. You know, it's like you two are like the greatest friends, and I wish I could also have a friend like Gray, you know, to just kind of, you know, be my antique partner, stuff like that. So, yeah, I, I think it's fun. That is so awesome. Yeah, I've never heard of those guys, but what I do want to kind of bring up again is like, you know, and Hallie, this is a bit embarrassing because, you know, as 
everybody here knows I'm a hopeless romantic. And, you know, I just think it is great that, um, you know, people do see us together. People are going, that is a kind of relationship that I would want to have, sure. is what, what Jen is saying. And I think they're also seeing like, hey, Christ is at the center of that relationship. And look how successful those two are. You know what I mean? It has made the internet explode, much like preachers and sneakers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The, the Christian social media is saying has hat and gray maker. I mean, they're so excited. Well, they don't say has hat anymore, Hallie. I didn't mm-hmm. really like that one. But but Jen, I, I, I will say to, bo- to you both that sitting here with you, I feel the chemistry. It's powerful. I mean, I almost feel like I'm being pulled in an undertow, like a riptide in uh. Miami Beach. And I'll tell you what, Jen, you mentioned sassy. Yeah. And you used a little word um, that rhymes with sass. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it made me think of, um, I wanted to ask you, speaking of sassy, um, about these gals like... Um, like Glennon Doyle, as a as a woman of God, am I allowed to like Glennon Doyle? I don't know, Hallie. We've been over this. I'd say no. Oh, it's just that as a woman who's been married to a man so long, I feel like a lot of us gals are looking at what she's got going on, and she looks happier than ever. She looks happier than any woman I've yeah. ever seen be happy. Totally. You know, same thing. Speaking of curse words, same thing like somebody like um a Brene Brown, where, you know, they're talking sense, but every time I try to wrap my head around what they're saying, I feel like I'm going to crack right open because I'm only made out of shame. And if I try to break the, out of that, I what, what, what would bring me to the throne room of Christ and cause me to be throwing myself in desperation at the feet of my Lord? You know what I mean, Jim? Oh, honey. Oh, okay. Oh, I see now. I see where we're at here. Okay. So first of all, you are 100% allowed to love Glennon. And I will let you know that Abby is the greatest thing that has ever walked the earth. And so, like, big yeah. celebration of their relationship. And uh, it's just, isn't it yeah. just amazing, you guys, that God makes us in so many different ways, right? Like, and he celebrates everybody yeah. that he makes, the way he creates us to love. And, you know, like, the the containers that we get to fill. Like, this God is pretty incredible that out of his creativity and imagination, we get, like, a Glennon and an Abby, right? Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And it seems like Abby even pays attention to her. And Abby's someone who likes sports, but she's not there glued to the ESPN. She's like talking to Glennon. It's very interesting. Isn't that interesting? Um, I have said, like, of course, as you guys know, like, I kissed marriage goodbye. Um, and I I have said several times, like, I don't really know what is next for me, like, in my romantic future, but I 100% know that I wish I had a wife. Um, and so, like, I get it. Like, I completely get it. I'm like, more wives, wives for everyone, honestly. Like, uh-huh. that is... Truly, like, sounds like paradise. Wait, now, did you kiss date? Did you kiss marriage goodbye? Like the I kiss dating guy goodbye, kiss dating I mean, goodbye. You know, I was just trying to be clever, but yeah, yeah, like you know, and he's he's had a hard little. He, he's he's kind of gone a different direction, right? I mean, I kissed the I kiss dating goodbye guy goodbye. You kissed mm-hmm. him goodbye because he kissed. Kissing dating goodbye. Well, he goodbye? kissed he kissed God goodbye, and I said I'm kissing you goodbye, and I'm, I don't mean that I'm going to kiss him. I'm saying I'm kissing goodbye. The whole I kiss dating guy goodbye. Uh, of course, guy. you could, you know you could kiss him. That's like completely allowed. Yeah. Well, we all know what happened when Judas kissed Jesus. So. 
Oh, I guess that's a good example of a male-on-male kiss. It goes nowhere good. See the what I'm saying? In, the only one in the Bible didn't go pretty well for, that, for those two guys. Next thing you know, the Son of God is being strung up on a cross. That's where a male-on-male kiss goes. Anyway. Capital punishment. Hey, uh, hey Hallie, I, and I hate, to, I hate to do this, but, you know, sometimes Hallie does this, which is she kind of makes it about her. And I'm kind of just wanting to say, Jen, you know, I I think it's awesome that, you know, you have made these big changes in your life and that, you know, you're looking now, you're being just more open and looking for, for, for different relationships. And I think that is what comes back to the sort of thing that we've built together, Hallie, is right now we're in this kind of awesome, we're in those early awesome stages where everything is exciting and, you know, we're just going, we're just spending a lot of time together and we're not getting bogged down in all the stuff kind of that we've been talking about, which is, you know, do you listen to each other or who makes decisions or female what, what, stuff you know just all that stuff like we're really just living in the moment aren't we jen well this is an interesting take on our relationship um and i am starting to wonder here um if maybe we should have steered a little harder into those waters like i i, I didn't know some of your positions can we say positions is that a word we can say is that triggering you're not going to be able to say that around a lot of liberals these days but you can say anything around me this is a safe space Mm, okay and i don't even like to say safe space because i think that is a ridiculous phrase i think all spaces are safe uh you know so that's my belief is that you know you're in a church it's definitely a safe space and you're with me it's definitely Mm, a safe space mm. is is uh so is are all the are any of the other like staff members like somewhere in the LGBTQ spectrum like are they safe or like I'm sure I'm assuming they're safe there right? I mean we've got people that like uh, yeah they do love BLTs we've got uh, but we've got a couple of vegetarians around here and um, that's problematic but we've we've you know we give them a vegan option at the uh, at the cafeteria. Oh okay, um, mm. Jen. Sorry if this is too personal a question, but I can't get it off my mind. Were you the hot girl in high school? Uh, Hallie. Yeah, she totally was. But anyway, yeah. Jen. Probably homecoming oh, queen, gosh. right? Okay. In Kansas? Um, I mean, you'd be a Kansas 10. I'm like an Indiana 6. Oh, that's Maybe interesting. Maybe 5.5. Um, you know, I don't I don't know if that... I, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, that was back in my repressed days. Uh-huh. Um, and so I was like... I, I, that's when I dressed like super modest, like at all times. And I, this is no lie, you guys. Um, I was voted as a senior. You know how the list come out? Like um, the prettiest girl, the best smile, like funniest yeah. boy, whatever. I was literally voted most inspirational. And so oh. I don't feel like high school was my... Those weren't my best years, you oh. guys. Like I, I actually... Like I, I, I that, those were not my peak years at all. Now, was I the head cheerleader? Yeah. You know that I was. And how did you maintain your modesty as the head cheerleader? Modest is hottest. Also, I was voted most likely to clean jerk 320. And how do you maintain sexual purity? Because everybody wants to roll in the snow with the head cheerleader. I don't know that those are actually like the highest two goals that we set in front of high school girls. I, 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 I'm not sure that that's our lead metric um, as we kind of raise the next generation. Um, Primarily just because all that really produces is just crippling shame and self-hatred um and so i just wonder if there's a better way yeah you know that maybe maybe modesty and like purity culture could be re-examined um or or just maybe just thrown in the trash you know entirely yeah well maybe just rebranded you know as like fun fun culture uh you know um, I just think sometimes it's the words we use. It's not even the things we do. Cause you know, you hear purity and people are like, Oh, that's a bad thing or something. And I'm going like, Hey, what if you call it like glow up culture? And if you glow up for your husband, 
on on your wedding night, you you were going to have like a perfect marriage. So you know, sometimes it's just how we frame things, don't you think, Jen? Well, let me give you an example. Okay, of great. the reason I um I find the whole mechanism problematic. I remember one time I was in the youth group and you know I was a I was the youth group kid that you think that I was. Awesome. And I remember our student pastor, you know, who's kind of like you, Graham, he wasn't Australian or English or whatever it is that you are, but um, you know, he was the youth pastor and he, I, and he was teaching um purity to the to the whole youth group. So there's boys in there and girls. But he really just directed his primary comments to the girls in the room. Yeah. And and I remember that he held out like this really pretty um, like rose, like a flower. And he just started plucking the petals off one after another. He's like, this is what happens when you get in the back seat. Like, this is what happens when you wear spaghetti straps, right? Like, this is what happens when your shorts are more than, you know, two inches above your knee. And he's just plucking and plucking and plucking. Um, I, I noticed that none of the directives had anything to do with the boys, and I was curious. Yeah. Um, but it was all for the girls. And then at the end, there's no petals left. And he's holding the stick. And he holds the stick out. And he says, girls, this is what you offer your husband on your wedding night, if this is the way you behave. And I'm just going to suggest that that did not build in a lot of like strength or dignity into those hearts and souls of 14-year-old girls. Um, And so I I, I don't believe I'm interested in a rebrand of this stick. I I, I just think this... The stick is probably just needs to go all together. Okay, yeah. Let me repitch then, uh, you know, an idea because what I did a very similar thing, but I used a dead chicken, and I was able to do it with the feathers of the chicken. And basically, think how many more feathers are on a chicken than on a in a rose. So this thing went on for you know about you know ninety minutes, and by the end there, you know, I've got a completely plucked chicken. And I think that's also good just when it comes to body stuff because you know you see a, the carcass of a dead chicken, and nobody is going to want to do that kind of thing. Uh, present themselves to their husband, you know, as as kind of a a, a cold, uh, clammy chicken carcass, and so. You know, I, I definitely agree with you, Jen. I don't think a stick is really the way to go. I'm trying to make it a little bit more fun, visceral, and long-lasting. And plus, you know, I actually was able to take the chicken home because right now I eat, you know, a half a chicken in the morning when I wake up and a half a chicken for lunch before I do my second workout. And it's really been awesome. Just a great protein pump. Yeah, Jen, you said that, you know, women are sort of raised with two standards. Um, You know, one is that your virginity is a gift you present your husband with. And two, it's your responsibility to dress and behave in in a way that is going to not, um, you know, cause good and upright men to stumble in the flesh. And I've got daughters and, you know, I've I've told them all that stuff their whole lives. And they said, Mom, you know, why at youth group are they saying, you know, um, well, they learned they learned a great metaphor of uh, a stick of gum and you chew it up and then you're like, you know, would you want to give this to your husband? It's already been chewed. You know what I mean? And then they said, in secular culture, they say, well, you don't want to get married to a woman because you don't want to eat the same kind of cereal every day. <laughs> you know what I mean? And my girls are like, so what? I'm just a, I'm just a couple of pieces of hard dried grain or I'm a chewed up piece of gum. Like, couldn't there be better metaphors? And I was like, well, that's the whole point. That's is- why I went with the chicken alley. See, this is a part of the problem. Uh-huh. Um, and I don't, I don't believe there's a, a way to continue to reinvent this idea with just a, a new object. Okay. Okay. I, yeah. I think the, the the messaging underneath it is really the problem. Yeah. And so um, did you know, you guys, there's like 
Oh, there's whole other ways of being in the world in this. I don't know if you know that, like totally. that the Twin Hills culture is not the center of the universe. Did you just know that there are interesting ways to talk about sexuality and oh, wow. to like raise up the next generation? Like, I don't know. Do we talk about sex on this podcast? I, I'm not exactly oh, sure oh, what the Jen, trajectory of this podcast is. Jen, I am telling you, this is a safe space. And yes, we do talk about it. And we do it in a really uh, Christ-centered way. We had a whole episode called The Marriage Bed is Undefiled. Oh, and what was the premise of that? Um, that was about how there is a small group in Twin Hills where women are trying to restore their um, sexual virginity after a failed marriage. And Jen, I do want to ask you about that because I know that you've been through it. I know you've been through it. And I just wanted to ask you if there was ever a moment, to be honest, if there was ever a moment when you were going through all that stuff, was there ever a moment where you honestly thought, I don't think I, I will be able to go on? Or did you always know, like, I'm going to be okay? Well, um, that's a lot of information, first of all, to take in. Um, second of all, I knew all along that I was going to be okay. You did? Because like all women, yeah. like all women, yeah. I am smart. Yes. I have like control over my own body and mind and choices. Like I am in charge of my own life and, um, and I don't have to wait for a man to make my choices for me. And so I knew all along, like, this is, a, this is a, this is terrible. And this is not the way I saw this going. But I am always going to be okay, because I am probably the most powerful person in the room. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like women are. Yeah. Like women are. Do you have any hobbies? Uh, yeah, like, uh, my hobby is burning down the patriarchy. Um, Jen, forgive me if this is too personal a question, okay. but I watch you on Instagram and it looks like you have the most outstanding and fabulous supportive relationships with these women in your life. You I have know. these female friends and you yeah. have fun and you support each other and you They're a bit much. And you listen to each other's feelings and stuff. Yeah, and they're it, a lot. Honestly, it looks so enviable to me. I look at that and I just say, That must be so fun. But I was wondering, do you ever worry that you're gonna be so close to these gals that the next thing you know, you're married to one of them like Glennon and Abby? Ellie. Oh. Well, Oh, no, because like, we're not we're not gay, you know, like, we're not gay. Um, which is just something, you know, because you're born that way. You know, that's just the way God made you. And so um, we were born straight. But like, you know, you know, when you're gay, like, you know, like, like Gray and Clay, like, that's not a mystery. You know, they, they just knew from the get go and their connection is so palpable. Like, who's going to argue with that? This is the way they love. Like, we celebrate it. I think that's a great place to stop. Jen, could I talk to you for a minute? Uh, thanks so much to Jen Hatmaker, our first guest to ever play themselves on the podcast. She was such a sport and so very fun, and we had to edit out a lot of laughter because we were having such a good time. You can find out about all her amazing work, and I honestly don't know how the woman does it, at jenhatmaker.com, and follow her at jenhatmaker. And hey, if you like this podcast, smash that subscribe button. It is such a big, huge, wonderful deal to us when you do. And not to get greedy here, but um, if you leave us a rate and review, it'll save our souls from a very real fiery hell. And follow Mega on your favorite form of social media. It's at Mega the Podcast. We've got super fun stuff coming up on Twitch and Discord. So don't be a stranger. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com.
Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.